the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today. Join Monorail. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I am immediately going to go to my guest former lawyer for President Trump and professor of law at Chapman University Law School, John Eastman, whom I have known for many years and who has been a guest on this show many times. And we are going to get his side of the story. The California bar wants to disbar him. And why? Well, I think I know why. But let's find out from John Eastman. John Eastman, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. Uh, thank you so much, Dennis. It's a real pleasure to be back on your program. I hope you're doing well. Well, my standard answer for the last three years is better than my country. Yeah, no, it's uh, we are we are uh, in a crisis the likes of which we've only seen a couple times in our nation's history, and. Precious few people on our side of the political aisle uh, seem to be aware of the of the precipice we're on. Uh, the only difference I have with you is I don't think it was a couple of times. I think it was once the Civil War. I don't think there was as dark a period at any t- other time in American history. Anyway, uh, let's get to your state. So first, let's get the the current condition. The, is this a formal process? They have announced they wish to disbar you. What is happening? Well, so this began with a, a kind of a hyper-partisan political group called uh, States United Democracy Center uh, uh, filing a complaint against me with this California bar back in October of 2021. And, of course, that triggers either a, a cursory or a more substantial investigation uh, in response to the allegations in the complaint. All of that process is supposed to be confidential. But last March, uh, coincidentally, the, on the evening before uh, a major brief was due in a, in a, a legal, legal dispute I was having with the January 6th committee over privileged documents, um, the, uh, the state bar announced that they were conducting an investigation in violation of the statute on confidentiality exercising an exception of that statute that they could announce an investigation if the lawyer they were investigating was a threat to the public. This is rather extraordinary. Uh, not surprisingly, that, that announcement made its way into the brief that was filed the very next day uh, by the January 6th committee. I'm sure that was just all coincidence. The bar then gave me a couple months later an extraordinary 38-page letter, single-spaced, demanding essentially every bit of evidence, every communication I had with my clients, every support for every line and every brief that I filed on behalf of the president, 
or every statement I made in public on the media or every article I published about the election. Um, and uh, despite the extraordinary nature of that, we decided to respond in a very comprehensive fashion and provided them a 100-page response, um, crossing the T's and dotting the I's on every bit of evidence, every sworn affidavit, every expert report, uh, every legal scholarship article, and every Supreme Court case of precedent that I relied on in my various activities on behalf of the president. Uh, we filed that last September, um, but it apparently did not move them. And, the, and uh, last week, they, uh, they, they filed formal charges against me, 11 counts, uh, 35 pages, uh, 82 paragraph, 11 count claims. And almost every single paragraph has a false statement or a material misrepresentation or distortion in it. And so we will be responding uh, very vigorously. Um, we put out a press release, as they did. They put out a press release, uh, which was just scurrilous. And, uh, and then we put out a press release and held a full press conference uh, last Friday. Uh, on that press conference were such distinguished legal luminaries as former Attorney General of the United States Edwin Meese and former California Supreme Court Justice and D.C. Circuit Judge Janice Rogers Brown, uh, who, who uh, came to my defense. Uh, former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice uh, uh, Michael Gableman, who not only was a former Supreme Court Justice up in Wisconsin, was actually hired to do the investigation of illegality and fraud in the Wisconsin election. And his report, his interim report, because a lot of the officials wouldn't even respond to his subpoenas illegally, um, his interim report is is damning, and people should look at it. It's from last March. And so he weighed in, not just not just on my uh, legal acumen and, the, and defending my legal positions taken, but on his own, you know, pointing out his own investigation gives lie to a lot of the allegations in the complaint against me. Uh, a number of other people as well. And, and, and Dennis, here's the, here's the troubling part, because we'll, we'll, over the next four months, really have an opportunity to, 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 to put the bar on trial, quite frankly, about the false, the false statements they've made against me. Um, but more significantly, every major news outlet in the country, I think, covered with banner headlines that I had been um, char- charged by the bar and that they were seeking to disbar me. A couple of headlines, even one from Forbes, actually said that I had been disciplined. That's a false statement, and we'll pursue that with defamation threats uh, in, in, in short order. Um, but, but more troubling to me is, despite the fact that everybody had covered that, um, and, and at my press conference were some of the major news outlets, Associated Press, Wall Street Journal, National Law Journal, ABC, NBC, uh, not one of them asked a question during the press conference. Not one of them, as far as I've been able to see, has written about the substantial volume of evidence uh, that we provided the bar committee to show that their accusations were false. Uh, we provided that all of that to them, and they won't and they won't touch it. It's just almost as if the tree falls in a wood and nobody's there to hear it. Uh, did it really make any noise? <laughs> and and this is this is because all of the evidence that we have assembled in response to this uh, is contrary to the you know, the established narrative, and they don't want to publish anything that would contradict that narrative. It really is, it really is rather stunning, the position we find ourselves in. Regarding the media, uh, there was a, it's, it's related, it's a totally separate subject. The amount that they lie on behalf of leftism has now been revealed, shockingly, by the Columbia Journalism Review, with regard to the New York Times, 
and uh, other newspapers saying that they basically lied the entire time and knew it with regard to the Russian collusion story. So uh, when you tell me that they won't cover what is actually uh, responded by you and your team, uh, it is par for the course. The, the President Trump was entirely right the entire time, calling the media the lying media. So I just wanted to, you should actually see this piece. It was in the Washington Times, and, and it's, I don't know if it will be germane to your case, but certainly with regard to your case against the media. Now, just fill in, please, for uh, those listening, what are you charged with? Well, the, the, the most egregious charge is the first one. I'm charged with not upholding my oath to support the Constitution which anybody that knows me and your audience uh, does because of the number of times I've been on, my whole career has been devoted to upholding uh, and supporting the Constitution. And everything I did in the representation of Trump was devoted to the same thing. Look, uh, we've got people that admitted, admitted that they altered state election law and how they conducted the election. The Constitution is very clear. The only the only entity that is allowed to change the manner for choosing presidential electors is the state legislature. That didn't happen. Uh, uh, county officials and state election officials, without any legislative authorization, altered the laws. That's unconstitutional. And we were challenging that in order to uphold the Constitution. So the notion that I was violating my oath and actually trying to uphold the Constitution is rather bizarre. Give, an, give an plan. example uh, of, of such a change made without legislation. So, so there are so many of them. In Wisconsin, for example, um, uh, the county clerks in heavily Democrat counties in Milwaukee and Madison issued directives that people could um, uh, claim that they were indefinitely confined. Under the statute, being indefinitely confined allows you to submit absentee ballots without voter ID. Um, but the statute is very specific on who's indefinitely confined. If, you know, if you're in a if you're in a nursing home or a hospital or or what have you, uh, th- those two clerks said, well, if you if you're just afraid of going outside because of COVID, we're going to let you say you're indefinitely confined, and you don't therefore have to provide a voter ID. A very important check on fraud, uh, and so they they just did that unilaterally. The Wisconsin Supreme Court held that that was illegal, but they had done it anyway. Um, they opened up uh, human drop boxes to let basically run a, 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 a Democrat operation ballot harvesting scheme that was contrary to law. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court has subsequently held it to be contrary to law. Um, in Georgia, they altered the signature verification process. All right, continue with the examples in a moment. I have to take a break. I'm speaking with John Eastman, whom the California bar is seeking to debar just as they are now seeking to, uh, in California, take away doctors' licenses who speak out against the CDC. 
The best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 265,000 units already sold, you know it works. Works in my house. Any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more are no match. Best of all, no filters are needed. Saves you money and effort. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. You'll get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere you need clean, fresh air. The thunderstorm is nearly silent and takes up no floor space. It plugs directly into your wall. Don't breathe dirty air again. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code PRAGER3 to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PRAGER3. Shipping is free. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager, the American Bar Association, the California Bar Association, and many other state bar associations are uh, in the same league as the teachers' unions and the American Medical Association. And they have been utterly corrupted. I can't tell you how sad I am. I'm particularly sad for the next generation of Americans who are growing up in an increasingly corrupt country. That's why whenever people speak about not supporting Ukraine because it's corrupt, I have a bitter laugh. We are the last country right now to speak about corruption. Given the FBI, the CIA, the CDC, the NIH, anything basically with an acronym that is national has been corrupted to the level of a third world autocracy. So they want to disbar this constitutional scholar. They already got rid of him at Chapman, which is another discussion we should have. So let me uh, read to you the, the, the charge of the state of California bar, composed as uh, all of these associations by leftists and cowards. An official complaint of 11 charges I'm reading, alleging that John Eastman endeavored to, quote, plan, promote, and assist then-President Trump in executing a strategy, a strategy unsupported by facts or law to overturn the legitimate results of the 2020 presidential election by obstructing the count of electoral votes of certain states. And as is written in a very important piece by Roger Kimball, who's a major thinker. Not a single one of those charges is true. And then he writes, Wikipedia and other left-wing megaphones, please know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that he is right about Wikipedia. I used, to sue, I used to actually send checks to Wikipedia. Wikipedia has been thoroughly corrupted as well. If you want to look up a list of the kings of Britain, it's magnificent. If you want to do music research as I do, on the keys of all 104 Haydn symphonies, Wikipedia is terrific. If you want to look up anything or anyone that is conservative, I have not been able to edit the Wikipedia page of Dennis Prager for about five years. I cannot touch it. 
So what is written there can be written by people who hate me, but I cannot write uh, anything in with regards to my own self and correct an error or even say. Dennis Prager says, no, that, that is not allowed. Wikipedia is a left-wing megaphone. That is correct. You shouldn't send a penny there, and you should use other sources with regard to anyone who is controversial to the left. They repeated the canard that Trump and his advisors attempt to overturn the results of the 2020 election. No, they didn't. As Eastman explains in meticulous detail in his response to the California bar's attack, what he did was review the election law in order to advise Trump and Vice President Mike Pence on the various legitimate strategies they could employ to address the rampant irregularities that had infected the 2020 election. Before I go back to John Eastman, I want to explain this too. The, there, every leftist is a totalitarian. I've said this all of my life. Liberals are not totalitarian. They vote for totalitarians, but they are not. Conservatives are not. And I gave LGBTQ pride nights as an example. It is not enough to honor and celebrate individuals who are gay or bisexual, etc., you must celebrate queers, as to use their term. You must celebrate people who have no sexual identity. That's what the pride is about. How you think matters to the left. I have been asked if I believe that the last election, the presidential election, was honest. I say, I don't know. That, that is as bad as engaging in treason to the left. You may not think contrary to how they think. It is not even, it has nothing to do with what you do. I regard Joe Biden as President of the United States. Do I believe he won honestly? I do not know. And that is completely unacceptable to the left because how you think matters to them as much as it does to the North Korean regime. So I return now to uh, John Eastman. Forgive the soliloquy, but I I suspect that um, it gives you some solace to know you are not alone in understanding what's happening to the country. Well, thank you, Dennis. And I have my own Wikipedia story, which was long ago taken over by leftist activists who hate me. Uh, but, But even just simple, verifiable facts, like my Wikipedia page says that I was on the 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 Georgia call with uh, with President Trump and Raffensperger. That's not true. I tried to get them to correct it. And they said, well, there's a source of a newspaper down in Georgia that says you were. And so we're going to keep it. I said, yeah, but I should know whether I was on the call or not. You've, you've got a false statement in there. <laughs> well, they, they won't. No, the point is they won't allow. John Eastman denies he was on that call. Exactly. No, this is this is the mentality. And, and what I what I said in our press conference last week, in response to the bar complaint, um, we, we've, we've developed what I call this pernicious fact check mentality. The government, we're the government. We have decided what the truth is. How dare you question us? This is the mentality that is being fostered. And, and for example, most of the, most of the counts uh, in, in the complaint against me claim that I made false statements because I asserted there was illegality or fraud in the election, even though Bill Barr had said there was not. And I'm supposed to just bow my knee to Bill Barr, even though it's quite evident he did not conduct any investigation. He did not look into, for example, 
the demonstrable uh, fraud that occurred in nursing homes in Wisconsin. He did not look at the illegality on on signature verification in Georgia and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. He did not look at any of those things. And yet and yet because he said so and it supports the left's narrative, we're all supposed to just, you know, bow obedience and act like sheep and say, oh, oh, okay, thank you very much. Everything is all well and good, no matter what we all saw with our own eyes. The uh, the evidence in Wisconsin is somewhat damning about the last election. Is that not fair to say? It, it, it's more than damning. There are more than 100,000 votes that have already been identified by Justice Gableman and his team of investigators as illegally cast. Uh, and that is by far greater than the 20,000 vote margin in the state. They had, and, and it's a combination of illegality and then the fraud that that illegality opened the door to. One of the things that's very clear in Wisconsin law is if you're going to go in and get absentee ballots from nursing homes, you've got to have a bipartisan team of appointed observers to go in and do that work so that there's not undue pressure and not fraud. Um, the, 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 the vote return in nursing homes in Wisconsin went from a normal 20 percent of voter turnout to nearly 100% in nursing homes all across the country. Yeah, well, they have very good nursing homes in Wisconsin. Stay on with me, please, John Eastman. Every day when I pass a mirror, I still can't believe it. It's me. I'm looking back at myself. I never thought I'd be this fit again. But 42 pounds ago, I decided to take control of my health. And with the help of my Ph.D. weight loss and nutrition... I'm so glad I did. The program is simple. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team customize a plan for your body to make it simple. They even provide 80% of your food at no additional cost. They treat your entire person as one. Dr. Ashley believes that all change starts with the mind. She'll help you to change your behavior when it comes to food and think differently about food so you'll never gain the weight back. Give them a call right now at 864-644-1900 and they can answer all your questions. If I can do it, you can do it. Hello, everybody. I want you to know, and I swear to God, which is a pretty big statement, I didn't even know about this prior to having John Eastman on. He never hinted at it, doesn't know even that I, what I'm going to say now, but I did find that he has a legal defense fund page, and I strongly recommend you go there. The government, the corrupt government, and the corrupt bar association have essentially unlimited funds. Individuals do not. It's it's called givesendgo.com slash Eastman. Simple, very simple. Give, send, go, forward slash Eastman. This is, uh, what is happening to him is uh, part of what is happening to doctors in California who actually might have said, you know, I think there might be therapeutics, or God forbid, said, maybe you shouldn't give the vaccine to children. You can be removed as a doctor in California. A court just put an injunction on it, but who knows where that will go. But it gives you an idea of what the left does. 
it, these are Stalinists. They use courts, they use judges, they use government to further their power. You challenge it, you are crushed. I mean, let, let me see if I understand this correctly. By the way, did I get the, uh, the, the, the legal aid page correct? Yes. Okay, fine. Yeah, so, by the way, Dennis, it, it, sometimes it's easier if people just do a, a web search for just, say, Eastman Legal Defense Fund, and it usually comes up that way as well. Okay, good. So I, 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 I'm not a lawyer, and I thank God for that and other miracles in my life. But in any event, uh, I want to see that I can explain this truly in lay terms. You, they are seeking to disbar you, not to mention ruin your reputation and livelihood. They are seeking to do that because they say you had advised as a lawyer to then-President Trump, you had advised him on ways in which to overturn the uh, the the. 2020 presidential election. Is that a fair statement of summary? That's that's what they're claiming, of course. Uh, okay, okay. So hold uh, on. So 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 can can I want to understand what renders that other than despicable to the left? I don't. I want to understand why that renders it worthy of being disbarred. Let us say that is true. Let us say you said President Trump. There, he's, here are the ways in which you can legally challenge the last election. Why is that worthy of disbarment? Well, their claim is that because there was no factual or legal basis for the arguments I was making. And this, and this brings up the... Yeah, but they, wait, wait. They don't, they don't know that. That, that's, that is a leap of faith. No, it's, it's, it's more than a leap of faith. It's a deliberate falsehood because they know, in fact, that there were uh, my, my, my claims had, had support by uh, uh, sworn affidavits, by fact witnesses, by, by sworn affidavits, by experts, statistical experts and otherwise, and, and Supreme Court precedent and scholarly articles supporting my legal positions. So these things are disputed. They're contested. But that's our adversarial process is supposed to kind of vet the various claims. You don't you don't say, well, one side has said those aren't true. And then that's supposed to be uh, taken as dispositive without any being subject to cross-examination. Right. Without any right. of the adversarial. So, process. again, I, I, I want f- said so. yeah. for, for my clarity, because that's my my love is clarity. The the issue is. I want to understand what you did in their accusation that's illegal, not immoral, not unconstitutional, not vague terms. What did you do that was illegal? Did you advocate that that he invade uh, 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 the, the capital? I want I want you to answer when we come back, and I want because I want you to have the time to say. I want to understand what they think you did illegally. If you they they the fact that they can't stand you is to your credit. If the left hates you, the odds are you're right. That has been my lifelong understanding. They hated me for 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 not advocating that 
the children get vaccinated. They hate me because I don't think girls' breasts should be cut off if they're healthy. My friends, this is the male-female hour on the Dennis Prager Show. It's about 15 years, at least, that I've been doing this. And there is no doubt in my mind that anyone in a relationship who has listened to even half will have benefited. That is one of the reasons for the existence of the male-female hour. As many couples have said to me at speeches, this has been free marital therapy. And that's good. The purpose of it is for men and women to understand each other better. And I have a very good... I have good credibility on this matter not only because I've thought it through all of my life and spoken to so many people, spoken with so many people, that's a big difference from two, but because I am neither a man fan nor a woman fan. The amount of bad men and bad women is approximately the same. The amount of good men and good women is approximately the same. I like good people. Don't care if they're male or female. Okay, that's a brief introduction to the male-female hour. Last week, I spoke uh, about the question of how did you feel differently after living together and then getting married? One of my arguments for getting married, as opposed to indefinitely living together, and there are many arguments, is that grown-ups have a wife or a husband, not a boyfriend or a girlfriend, in perpetuity. Now, we live in the age of anti-grown-up. It's called progressivism. People who do not want to grow up, who want to live in a make-believe world, and do not want to do painful things like marry, let alone have children. However, the the human being should grow up. It is one of the great delights of life, becoming an adult. And very few young people have been taught that for the last half century. You stay a child, and that way the state can take care of you. You'll have a big daddy and a big mommy in Washington, D.C., But that's another matter. So that was part one. How did getting married change your relationship, your self-image, etc., as opposed to staying together, as opposed to, excuse me, living together? So part two is about living together. And I can't believe I've never done this, but I never have. You'd think I would have exhausted big subjects by now, but apparently not. May may truly be an inexhaustible realm of life. And so here is a question for you. If you are living together for 
a prolonged period of time, whatever that means to you. I would say that if it's uh, if you're an adult, if, you, if you're over 25, I would say two over two years. And if you are under 25, three years. All right. Why don't you get married? Do you both not believe in marriage? Do you both not want to get married? Do you both want to get married when you're financially stable? What prevents you, or are you philosophically opposed to marriage? I will not argue with you, but I want to hear you. Or for that matter, if you did stay together, living together for a long period of time, why didn't you get married sooner? I'd love to hear the reasons. I really, really, really would love to hear the reasons. One eight Prager 776. Sean, you have not played the jingle of our phone number since the Civil War. Well done, son. By the way, that was Sean singing. That is not, I never revealed that, and I just feel that it is time to do so. The beginning of every month should be a new revelation about the show. And that's, that is today. 1-8-Prager-776. So if you didn't get married for a while, you stayed living together, why? If you are currently living together, why aren't you getting married? You will be doing humanity a service by calling in because then we can understand the human condition better. I... I have theories, but I admit in this regard, they're really mostly theories. For example, I believe that in many cases, maybe most, the man is holding out. And by the way, that's worthy of its own male-female hour. Why do men fear marriage? That's a good one. Yeah, that's going to be a very provocative learning hour. Let me write that down. Why do men fear marriage? Now, increasingly, we have women who are also don't want to get married but want to live together. And I will admit that that one is somewhat of a puzzle to me. So that will help as well if if the individual not wanting to get married is a woman. And in many cases, at least that is what I have heard off the air, both, at least it's what parents tell me whose 
let's say, daughter, and there's a very long-term relationship, and I gingerly ask, does she want to get married? And they will say, neither of them does. They, They don't believe, she doesn't believe in marriage, which tells me one definite thing about their daughter. She went to college. There are very few things I can be certain of if I learn that somebody's daughter doesn't want to get married, and I'm, that is one of them. If it's middle class, I, I, you know, middle class, upper middle class or upper class, I guess lower class, uh, there, there might be other issues involved. My favorite has always been when I asked women, so why doesn't he want to get married? He said, she will tell me, well, he says it's just a piece of paper. Why bother? To which I've always responded, if it's just a piece of paper, why does he care? It makes no sense. The very answer, it's just a piece of paper, proves it's not just a piece of paper. Uh, but when I tell this to the woman, she was a good point. She had never quite thought of that. Maybe, maybe because it's tough to defend yourself. All right, I'll take your calls. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business, almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business, nearly $250,000. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay-up-front companies that make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low, reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. Anywhere I go, there you are. I'm Dennis Prager, and if you're living together, why aren't you getting married? C'est la question maintenant. Esta es la pregunta. Man, it's so, it's so much fun to analyze language. How did one language come up with question and the other pregunta? How did Russian come up with vapros? All right, I'm getting carried away. I love the sound of language. Maybe that's part of the reason I love music. I love sound that, at least that sound that makes sense. I don't like atonal music. It's just sounds. Just like Jackson Pollock is spilled paint. Atonal music is spilled notes. All right. Why didn't you get married when you were living together, or why don't you now? And let's go to what happened to Sarasota, Florida? 
Uh, it was an interesting call. Something about not wanting to marry the state of Florida. But I didn't quite follow that. All right. Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, and Ron. Hello. Hi, Dennis. Hi. A pleasure. Thank you. I met you a lot of years ago at uh, in Southfield at the synagogue. You were here speaking on Sunday. Oh, yeah. You were the guy who had me sign his shirt. No, that wasn't me, but uh, I was <laughs> called me Ron, Ron the Lutheran. I called you Ron the Loser? Lutheran. Because call- I'm a Luther. I came to see you. Oh, you're Ron the Lutheran who came to the synagogue. Correct. It figures. I get a lot of Lutherans at synagogue. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> All right, Ron, take it away. Well, my uh, my fiance, she because uh, I bought her a big ring and all that. She says that it'll hurt her financially through her um, social security. I mean, I'm not buying it, but you know. Well, I, yeah. Look, I'm I'm not a tax law uh, connoisseur, but I I I don't know why. I mean, generally, marriage works tax wise. That's why people marry on December thirty first. Right. I think I just think she's scared. That's what I think. Was she married before? Yeah, she was married before. She married uh, to a big executive who, you know, made a ton of money, and I don't know if that has something to do uh, with it. Well, th- uh, was he a Lutheran? <laughs> no. That was uh, the, okay, that was the error. He was a Catholic. Oh, uh, okay. All right, look, I, it's not, not I'm, I have nothing uh, needless to say. Catholics, uh, or any other group for that matter, but uh, anyway, I'm joking because I'm trying to think of arguments you might give her. Hey, you know, you shouldn't be scared. You never married a Lutheran. You know, it's just one of the many. I'd love to talk to her. So ask her this question. Putting the financial issue aside, would you you marry? Ask ask her that. I I really want to know. You should know. The truth. Right. What is her? How how long are you living together? Right. Yeah. No, I'm well, asking you how we, how long. We've known each other for over twenty years, and uh, we've been together for about two years now. Well, that means you knew each other when you were married. Yeah. Interesting. And, and, yeah, we were. And, so you are, and you are living together now. Yeah. So ask her two questions. Let's say the financial were not affected. Would you would you uh, marry? And secondly, would you rather be known as my wife or my girlfriend? Oh, those are good ones. Yes, yeah, they I are. That's that. that's the reason I have a Dale female hour. <laughs> if I don't offer good ones, I should be doing something else for a living. It's sort of like when people tell the pilot, "That was a really uh, was a good flight." That's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> There's nothing wrong in saying it, but anyway, uh, uh, that would be, those are two important questions to ask her. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Matthew in, whoa, uh, that's a new name for me. Would you please pronounce your city, Matthew? It's called Washougal, Washington. Okay, my favorite question in my whole radio career, where is Washougal? 
Washougal is just across the Columbia River from Portland, Oregon, uh, right next to Vancouver, Washington. Oh, so it's in the very southern part of the state. Yes, yes, very southern. You know why? I, you know why it's my favorite question when I ask people where is like Washougal, when they go, "Oh, fifty miles from Rotundo," and that that is that is my, a highlight of my career when people do that. Anyway, you gave you gave a good answer. You're near the border with Oregon. Okay, take it away. Uh, yeah, I actually um, got past your call screener. Um, it's my first time calling into a radio show. I'm a long-time listener, uh, Dennis, so really appreciate you. Thank you. Um, but, uh, y- yeah, so I got past your call screener, and actually I misinterpreted the question. My wife and I have been married now four years. We were together for five years before that. We did not move in together before we got married, um, but there was a funny predicament where uh, I I wanted to uh, be with this woman for the rest of my life, but um, I had not met any of her immediate family yet. And um, her parents are actually Cambodian refugees. She only has immediate family. Oh, this is fascinating. Stay on with me. I'm not, I'm not letting you go. My Pillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever, and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight. A set of pillowcases for only nine ninety eight, and rejuvenate your bed with a My Pillow mattress topper for as low as ninety nine ninety nine. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All with the biggest discounts of the year happening now. They're also extending their money back guarantee for Christmas until March first, twenty twenty three making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager, or call 800-761-6302. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here. If you missed either of the first two hours, you now know why you should get Pragertopia at about $6 a month. Maybe 5 I don't know exactly. You hear every hour when you want, commercial-free, Pragertopia.com. It's also a great gift. The first hour, an hour with the lawyer John Eastman, former lawyer to the former president, whom the California bar is it trying in in the Stalinesque way that the left always operates anywhere on earth to suppress dissent, create kangaroo courts, pervert judges and justice, and kick him out of the bar because they don't like the fact that he challenges the 2020 election. Just, just for the record. And last hour was on why couples living together don't get married and the issue arose in that hour, with, and I, it was really fascinating that I had gotten this wrong, because I, I know a fair amount about Christian theology, and some degree, hardly an expert in canon law in the Catholic Church, but I was really wrong, and I had assumed that the Catholic Church 
in order for you to remarry, I always understood it had to annul the first because there's no such thing as divorce, as it were. So if you were never married, you can get married. And how do you? how is it that you were never married? The church will annul the first marriage. But I, I thought it was only true if you were married in, in the Catholic Church that they could annul that marriage. But they, uh, Catholicism holds that you can, uh, that the church will annul any marriage if, if necessary, whether contracted under canon law within the Catholic Church or not. So I, here's a Catholic who wants to explain this. Jane in Minnesota, hi. Dennis? Hi. Hey, I do have to say this. I'm a cradle Catholic, meaning born, raised Catholic, 12 years of parochial school. And even Catholics that are cradle Catholics get this wrong because it's not something you really come across all that much. So I just wanted to let you know, give you some, cut you That's some That's very class. sweet. That's kind of you. <laughs> okay. How it was explained to me is when we get married, it's a sacramental marriage, meaning we are getting married in the eyes of Christ. Christ is part of our marriage. That is why we have to get married in a Catholic church. We cannot get married in a park, for example. And when somebody gets annulled, it's about the marriage of the two people. It has nothing to do with the children. And so when an annulment is made, um, they're saying basically it's not a sacramental marriage and that somebody did not go into the marriage ready to commit to everything that they have to commit to to make it a sacramental marriage. That's why it doesn't affect the kids, because the Catholic Church doesn't want to have children born out of wedlock. So all they're really saying is, yes, you were born in marriage, it just wasn't a sacramental marriage. I did do a little bit more research while I was on the break just to make sure, and I know one site said they look at it as um, as long as one parent went into the marriage in good faith, the children are born within a marriage. It's just not a second. So it's, a, it's oh, okay. So it's annulling sacramental marriage. Not it can't annul secular marriage because obviously it has no jurisdiction. So uh, if there was no sacrament, though, involved in the marriage, what is there to annul? Well, again, that's how it was explained to me. I have a really good friend that's a priest, and we talked about this. But anyways, again, further research. Because the Catholic Church does acknowledge civil marriages along with other Protestant marriages, that's why you have to get an annulment. I see. So it's not just, okay, so... All right, it's not just annulling the sacramental aspect, because, okay. All right, that that's good. Uh, I'm going to do that at uh, at greater length. Thank you, your you're, you're charming caller. I appreciate it. I'm going to do that at length, maybe some Ultimate Issues Hour, because I love to understand other religions. Music and religion are really my passions. I mean, I have a lot of passions. It's one of the reasons I'm a happy person. Uh, it's a, which I've talked about, uh, the happiness hour, about having a lot of passions. Okay, anyway, thank you. Now, back to the 
the darkness of the contemporary world. We are in a dark age. Uh, the the darkness is entirely induced by the left. Just the latest. Every day there's another moral outrage from the left. Canadian theater. This is in the New York Post today. No, two days ago. Canadian theater announces black-only performances. A taxpayer-funded Canadian theater organization has announced an event that will only allow black-identifying audiences to attend. First of all, I love that black-identifying. That that really does open the can of worms, doesn't it? I, what if you're white and you identify as black? I mean, since the assumption is we all emanate from an African Eve... There is actually more legitimacy to anybody identifying as black than a man identifying as a woman or vice versa. So that would be interesting if you could go in and just say, yes, you said black identifying, I identify as a black. I really believe people should do that. Anyway, the National Arts Center in Ottawa, Ottawa is the capital of Canada, for those of you who are ignorant of Canada, which unfortunately is a large number. The National Arts Center in Ottawa is putting on a blackout, that's the name, night at its Babs Asper Theater on February 17th, the middle of Black History Month. Wait a minute. Canada has Black History Month? Wow. That's a very woke society. How many blacks are in Canada? Wow. For the performance of Is God Is, a play written by and starring black women. A blackout is an open invitation to black-identifying audiences to come and experience performances with their community, the theater announced. This is pure, 100% left-wing racism. Left-wing racism is almost redundant. The overwhelming majority of racism in in North America is left-wing. The evenings will provide a dedicated space for black theater goers to witness a show that reflects the vivid kaleidoscope that is the black experience. That is an amazing thing, the black experience. So let me understand, a, a black who goes to Yale comes from a wealthy family that is a shared experience with a a black uh, who a taxi driver in Birmingham, Alabama. And what exactly do they share other than color? It's an open question. The event promptly sparked backlash on social media. Cultural apartheid. The identitarian left proudly appropriates an oldie but goodie. Canada is starting to make the USA seem like Hungary. Canada is making 
the USA seem like Hungary? Uh, I don't quite follow that one. Racism is alive and well in Canada. I hope this event is boycotted. This is just uh, people tweeting reactions. Well, God is God is will not be the only black invitation only event sponsored by the National Arts Center. A second blackout show is scheduled for the May 5th performance of Heaven at the Azrieli Studio. That's quite something. Well, just want you to know, black-only performances. Apartheid South Africa and Jim Crow America. And now the left wing in Canada and in America. Well, look, if they're all black dormitories and all black graduation ceremonies at colleges, why not all black audiences? Everything about the left is destructive and only destructive. We may not survive the left as an intact society. ReliefFactor.com. The phone number is 800-500-8384. Try for three weeks because in three weeks they say you will know whether it works or not. And if it doesn't work in three weeks, they recommend that you actually cancel your order. What do you think of that? If that's not honest, I don't know what is. Why wouldn't you try it for $19.95? I'm amazed, somewhat gratified, I guess, that there are still people who don't. I just feel bad for them. I'm gratified because it means they continue to advertise relieffactor.com The Dennis Prager Show Hi everyone If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault listen up We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth Call 800-702-5400 I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So John, tell everyone listening who should call right now Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And we continue with the latest. To my amazement, positive, I might add, Columbia Review of Journalism. Columbia Journalism School is another woke aspect of Columbia University. But the Columbia Journalism Review... Washington Times has delivered a major black eye to the New York Times and other Pulitzer Prize winners for their stories about the Trump-Russia saga, finding, quote, serious flaws in their coverage and no acknowledgement that the accusation of collusion with Moscow were never substantiated. Journalist Jeff Gerth, G-E-R-T-H, a former New York Times reporter, 
said his investigation found that news organizations didn't follow their own rules for using anonymous sources and refused to be transparent about their work in attempting to prove links between the Trump campaign in 2016 and Russia. That was a multi-year-long lie of the left, because truth is not a left-wing value. I mean that literally. I mean it literally. This is description more than accusation. Truth has never been a left-wing value. It is a liberal value. It is a conservative value. It is not a left-wing value. Furthering a left-wing agenda is the only value. CJR editor, that is Columbia Journalism Review editor-in-chief, Kyle Pope, said of the episode, quote, no narrative did more to shape Trump's relations with the press than Russiagate. That's what it should be called, Russiagate. The story which included the Steele dossier and the Mueller report, among other totemic moments, this is still the quote from the editor-in-chief of Columbia Journalism Review, resulted in Pulitzer Prizes and embarrassing retractions and damaged careers. The Pulitzer Prize like everything else the left touches, has been ruined. If people who won the Pulitzer Prize returned it until they take it back from the New York Times, including the one they gave for Walter Durante in 1932, the lying New York Times whore for Stalin, that would be a good thing. But they'll never do it. The Pulitzer Prize has the same degree of honor as any other left-wing organization. The Times and the Washington Post shared the 2018 Pulitzer Prize for national reporting on the Trump-Russia saga. The Pulitzer Board praised the winners, quote, for deeply sourced. Is that a riot? That was a lie on the part of the Pulitzer Prize Committee. Relentlessly reported, oh, it was relentless, that's true. Coverage in the public interest, no, in left the left's interest, but the left believes it and the public are identical. That dramatically furthered the nation's understanding of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Really, it furthered, what is it, the nation's understanding of something that didn't happen. Wow, that's that's an achievement. That is worthy of a prize. And its connections to the Trump campaign, the president-elect's transition team, and his eventual administration. Donald Trump called the accusations fake news from the beginning and has since demanded that the Pulitzer board rescind its awards. The former president is right. The four-part... Columbia Journalism Review investigation bolsters Mr. Trump's arguments as he gears up for his 2024 presidential campaign. The lengthy review showed that news media, including the New York Times, tended to ignore facts that ran, quote, counter to the prevailing narrative. That's called lying. In January 2018, for example, this is from the Columbia Journalism Review. 
In January 2018, for example, the New York Times ignored a publicly available document showing that the FBI's lead investigator didn't think after 10 months of inquiry into possible Trump-Russia ties that there was much there, Mr. Girth reported. This omission disserved Times readers. No, it didn't. That, I agree, I disagree with the courageous Mr. Girth. When the New York Times lies on behalf of the left, it is not doing a disservice to its readers. It is serving its readers. That's what most New York Times readers want it to do. You think the New York Times, average New York Times reader, is morally ahead of the New York Times? I beg to differ. The report also recounts how the New York Times newsroom was shocked and caught, quote, flat-footed when special counsel Robert Mueller told Congress he wouldn't pursue Mr. Trump's ouster. New York Times executive editor Dean Baquette's reaction to his staff was, holy, fill in the word, that's the word you know, Bob Mueller is not going to do it, which is interesting. His reaction would seem to suggest that very often, this is a debate I've had my whole life, do the left believe their lies? I think if you say anything enough, like men give birth, you get you start to believe it. Nobody believed men gave birth until people just started saying it a lot. It's a great example, isn't it? Say the earth is flat often enough, and if you deny it, you will be called a spherophobe. That's the way it works. We shall return. Columbia Journalism Review, to its credit, has indicted the New York Times and the Washington Post for lying for a long, for about two years about the Russiagate, as they call it, the Russian collusion lie. And most leftists still believe that it happened. The, uh, that the, the, earth, the earth has enough resources to, fill, to meet the needs of all its inhabitants. For example, that's the latest preview video, as you just heard uh, right there before I came on. It's amazing how many reactions from leftists on YouTube seeing the video, this is not true. That's it. That's what they That's what they do when confronted. It's not true men don't give birth. You're denying science. You're anti-science if, if you say that there, are more than, there aren't more than two sexes. They got the Pulitzer Prize, Washington Post, New York Times, for lying for two years. It was critical, this Columbia Journalism, that's why, I mean, this is a a liberal uh, creation of a left-wing university, so I'm sort of shocked, to be honest, but hey, it might be a good sign. The report was also critical of the media's, quote, turbocharged use of intentionally vague descriptors of anonymous sources, such as government official or American official, 
which he said, the writer, were often used, quote, to mask congressional leakers. Ah. So it was another lie. It wasn't a government official. Mm, It was congressional leakers. Former FBI spokesman Mike Corton told Mr. Girth, quote, it was a problem for us. We would brief Congress, try and give them a full picture with the negative stuff, and then a member of Congress can cherry-pick the information, and the reporter doesn't know they've been cherry-picked. The typical reader or viewer is clueless. The CJR, Columbia Journalism Review, report concluded. It said the New York Times used the catch-call descriptor, person familiar with, more than 1,000 times in its coverage of the Trump-Russia saga. How often do I have to show you how much the Times lies? Uh, But for the Times reader, it's not a problem. Either they deny it, they'll probably accuse Columbia Journalism Review. They, They won't even know about it. That's the point. You think the New York Times is covering... The CJR be very interesting to see if it covers it at all, if it even mentions it. The Times lies by omission as much as by commission, probably even more. CJR interviewed Mr. Trump twice for the report and said he, quote, remains furious over what he calls the witch hunt or hoax and remains obsessed with Mueller, the special prosecutor. I realized early on I had two jobs, Mr. Trump said. The first was to run the country, and the second was survival. I had to survive. The stories were unbelievably fake. That's correct. The New York Times pumped up its coverage a month later with a report headlined, Trump campaign aides had repeated contacts with Russian intelligence. Mr. Girth, the lead author of the piece in CJR, Columbia Journalism Review, wrote that Mr. Baquette, that was the Times editor, signed off and called it the biggest story in years. Mr. Girth wrote, the piece did contain a disclaimer up high noting that their sources, quote, so far, unquote, had seen, quote, no evidence, unquote, of the Trump campaign colluding with the Russians. But in the next paragraph, it reported anonymous officials being alarmed about the supposed Russian-Trump contacts because they occurred while Trump made his comments in Florida in July 2016, wondering whether Russia could find Hillary's missing emails. That's convoluted. I know what they mean. I hope you do. The CJR report details how liberal media lined up against Mr. Trump from the start of his campaign announcement in 2015 and how journalists worked with Hillary Clinton's campaign and government officials to promote the bogus Trump-Russia narrative. Wow. I told you it's like reading Pravda, reading the left-wing media. SalemNow.com You can go to SalemNow.com now. You can go SalemNow.com later. But you can't go to SalemNow.com yesterday. Now or in the future. 
Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Thank you. I am reporting to you this major expose about how the Pulitzer Prize lied, the New York Times lied, and the Washington Post lied about the Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. And this is all in the Columbia Journalism Review, a liberal source, not from a conservative source. We've told you this the whole time. This How much difference will this make to the average New York Times reader? None. That is my belief. They're as interested in confronting the truth as the paper they read. If they were interested in the truth, they wouldn't be subscribers. I'm a subscriber because I have to know what the leading left-wing journal says. Yes. Okay, um, a little more to go here. It's really important. The CJR report details, CJR's Columbia Journalism Review, how liberal media lined up against Mr. Trump from the start. In 2015, and how journalists worked with Hillary Camp... I read this, but I'll say it again. Hillary Clinton's campaign and government officials to promote the bogus Trump-Russia narrative. Saying anything publicly about the story that did not align with the narrative, they're quoting Matt Taibbi, the journalist, who recently worked with Twitter owner Elon Musk to expose the platform's liberal bias during the Trump era. Saying anything publicly about the story that did not align with the the narrative, that is the left-wing narrative, The repercussions were huge for any of us that did not go there, Mr. Taibbi told CJR, Columbia Journalism Review. Independent journalist Glenn Greenwald, who happens to be on the left, it's one of the best comprehensive accounts yet of the pervasive lying and deep corruption that drove the media's Russiagate hoax. Mr. Greenwald said on Twitter of the CJR report, So amazing how many of these media outlets refuse to comment. Hmm. Transparency for everyone except them, unquote. Mr. Girth, the man who wrote the report for CJR, said he was frustrated by the lack of transparency from journalists whose work he was reviewing. I reached out to more than 60 journalists. Only about half responded. Imagine not responding to the Columbia Journalism Review um, if you're a journalist. Of those who did, more than a dozen agreed to be interviewed on the record. However, not a single major news organization made available a newsroom leader to talk about their coverage. (laughs) Finally, the CJR report said U.S. media now have the lowest credibility, 26%, among 46 nations, according to a 2022 study by the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism. Wow. In 2021, 83% of Americans saw fake news as a problem, and and 56%, mostly Republicans and independents, agreed that the media were truly the enemy of the American people. According to Rasmussen reports, as noted by the Columbia Journalism Review, 
Whoever is the enemy of the truth is the enemy of of civilization. 30 years ago, I wrote in a UCLA magazine piece that the mother of evil is lies. Almost every great evil is rooted in lies. In 40 years of broadcasting, I've never been caught in a lie because I don't lie. I occasionally make mistakes like I did today on Catholic annulment of non-Catholic marriages. And the moment I learn about it, I correct it. Anyway, mistakes are not lies. Do you know one of the benefits of not lying is you don't have to lie anymore. It is not possible to tell one lie. You should tell this to a kid, to your kid. You can't tell one lie because you have to back up that lie with other lies. You commit a crime and you lie with an alibi. You know how many lies you need in order to protect the original alibi lie? (laughs) That's the way it works. You can't tell one lie. It's like you can't eat one potato chip. That's why it's good not to lie. But people somehow figure out how to and still sleep well at night. New York Times editors do. Was Paquette the one that got fired? i got to check that during the break. They fired a New York Times editor because he actually allowed a Republican senator to write a piece for the opinion page. Back in a moment. A correction here. The the New York Times editor uh, at the time of the lying about the Russiagate thing was... Dean Baquette, but he was not fired for uh, for publishing an opinion piece by a Republican senator, Tim Cotton. That was James Bennett, who was the editorial page editor. He was actually fired <laughs> for publishing a Republican senator because there there was such an abundance of dissenting views on the Times opinion page. It's a dark era in the United States, my dear friends. And you you have a choice. You You can despair and give up and let them win, or you can fight. It's exhilarating to fight, by the way. You can look your kids in the face, your spouse and your friends and yourself. That's... And God, you can look God in the face, as it were. Yesterday, at this hour, the third hour, I had on a man who just wrote a book about rescuers of Jews in the Holocaust, people who risked their lives, and even family members' lives, to hide Jews or to rescue Jews in some other way. As I made the point yesterday, goodness needs to be studied. And, you know, when you think about people who risk their lives, 
in the Holocaust, the guys who stormed Normandy Beach and risked their lives, and were asked to risk, you know, losing friends on Facebook. Some are even asked to do more because they might uh, they might lose their job. Last night on Fox, Tucker Carlson had an American Airlines pilot who had a heart attack a few minutes after landing an American Airlines plane, and he's convinced it was from the vaccination. And uh, to his great credit, he's speaking out. There are models of courage in our time. The more models, the more it will happen. That's the way it works. Everything is contagious. Goodness is contagious, and evil is contagious. Most people do what others do. It's a very important thing to ask yourself, therefore. How do I want to lead? Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.